Welcome to the Letters of the Ailu. That translates to Letters of the Family, where three siblings talk supernatural stories with a Latinx twist. I'm Melody, and my siblings are... Hi, everyone. I'm Grace. Hey, everyone. I'm Beth. Okay, so today's topic is Late Titicaca. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. Do you guys want to say it? Lake Titicaca. Oh, that was way nicer than mine. Okay, go ahead. Lago Titicaca. Oh! <laughs> you guys got to remember. You stole my thunder. I was going to say that. I was like, Lake Titicaca, or also known as El Lago Titicaca. But sure. Okay, do you guys remember this? But I don't know if you guys remember this, but in St. Elizabeth, they actually, someone, like musicians came in and they talked about Lake Titicaca. Do you guys remember that? No. What year was this? I, I if we know. were all there at the same time, I was in preschool, so I probably don't remember. Yeah, like some preview musicians came in with like their flutes and they talked about Lady Titicaca. No recollection. <laughs> well, a lot of people laughed because it's Lady Titicaca and he was like, so keep that story to myself. I'm going to ask Vanessa. My best friend, her name is Vanessa. We went to the same school from like kindergarten to eighth grade. So I'm going to ask her, maybe I'm the only one who, maybe I'm the only one who remembers it because I thought it was funny. But, okay. It's funny. There was a TikTok video that was just like, what's something in your language that seems offensive in English? And like, mm-hmm. so I guess in like Nigeria or Southern Nigeria, to say, mm-hmm. can you please change my grade to a teacher? It's it's like, can I see your boobies? I guess that's oh, how wow. I think so. Yeah. And I was just like, that's funny. I didn't like it just came by coincidence today. We're doing this topic and we're like, Lago Titicaca, what's the big deal? And then it's just like mm-hmm. in English, like or like <laughs> lake, lake booby poo, you know? <laughs> oh, it's funny. not, it's an easy word to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but like i don't know i feel like i've heard it so i've heard it so much like i don't i didn't even think about it yeah i guess that's true especially today so what is your guys's thought process on this topic i love it i well i love all of our topics but i would really like to go <laughs> to lake titicaca um you know it's a really high region in Peru and I don't know if we'd have trouble breathing because we're not used to that altitude but I would definitely like to go there meet the people go on those movable islands it's so interesting yeah I'm kind of in the same boat this is great so I'm curious to try out like every because they seem different you know like than the people of uh, Cusco for example you know so I'm curious to see how they're like and like Grace said, travel the little islands. Maybe I can get one of those little boats or something. It seems really cool. I would love to travel there just as a tourist. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And like see what all this mystery is behind this lake. Like they have, they, there must be a museum. There must be artifacts there. I don't know. Supposedly there is a museum in Puno, which is the largest city closest to the lake. So that would totally be an option. I would be down. For yeah. That. yeah. 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 That's why we would stay not mm-hmm. on an island. No, thank you. No. I'm willing. Supposedly, I don't know how true it is, but supposedly you could like camp out with the guys there. You can. You, you want can. to camp internationally? Okay. Yeah. Why not? It might okay. be a little cold because I hear it's like it's pretty cold, you know? but uh it's whatever yeah i'd rather it be a little cold than really hot 
<laughs> well, once we get into those islands, we'll talk a little bit more, but they have, they're just not, they have solar panels and there's even a radio station in the main one. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty advanced, even though it's just a pile of dry, it's dry reeds, I think if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. Reed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Beto defined this topic today as a little less mystery, a little more history. I need to be in marketing or something. I swear, guys. <laughs> I am so clever. Yeah, because there, <laughs> there's, <definitely, laughs> there's definitely a lot of mystery around Leititicaca for what it is, but I'm going to go first begin with, I guess, like some, some facts, and then Beto and Grace will go into the mystery aspect of it. Okay, so let's begin. Here we are. Okay, so El Lago Titicaca was formed about 60 million years ago when a massive earthquake hit the Andes Mountains. Again, this is all supposed, because do we really know? Hmm? Was there a little bit more mystery? I'll leave it to Beth on Grace to tell me later. Okay. So now with the mysterious word of Lago de Titicaca, I Googled like, why is it called that? And if you Google it, you're going to get a bunch of different answers. So I'm just going to go over the three main ones that popped up. Okay, so the first one, supposedly the local the locals believe that the shape of the lake is of a puma hunting a rabbit. So thus they named it Titicaca comes from the word Titi, meaning rock of the puma in the language Aymara. That's not the name of the language, guys, help me. Aymara? Yes. I think so, yeah. Okay, so there is one definition supposedly from that language, Aymara. But then I also Googled that supposedly it comes, Titicaca comes from words from Quechua, which is another dialect from Peru. So the name Titicaca comes from the two Quechua words, which supposedly Titi means Puma and Caca means mount. This name's a reminder of the felines that lived many centuries ago around that area. All right, so now we're down to number three. Okay, number three is, this one's also in Quechua. So it's kind of the same that from the Quechua language, but the word titi supposedly translates into puma and that that translates also into the mountain of the puma, gray puma or stone puma. So I guess there was pumas at one point around this area. All right, so now that we are exhausted from that journey of defining Lago de Titicaca, Oh, yeah. If you guys didn't know, lago means lake. <laughs> Thank you for laughing, guys. I'm like, they got that. <laughs> that means of. <laughs> okay. I'm like so tired from this. Okay. All right. Back to the, the facts, guys. Okay. So, Leititicaca. <laughs> I need to fan you, Melody. If I would be there, I'd be fanning you. <laughs> Is supposed, besides it being like this mysterious lago for many things that we've mentioned and we're going to mention right now, I guess the big reason why a lot of tourists come is supposedly it's the highest lake in the world that boats can navigate. So, that's crazy. Because I guess the, the elevation is super high at this lake which is really abnormal compared to other lakes. And it's also the largest lake in South America. And it is 
in Peru, but also in Bolivia. And I guess percentage wise, 56% of it is on the Peruvian side and 44% is on the Bolivian side. And in Lady Ticaca, there's 41 islands. And they're also known for those boats that Bethel mentioned. And it's these little boats, but they're made from the plants around the lake, which are called reeds. And there's nothing else. They just have the boat made of reeds and they have like sticks that help them row. And then from there, all these little islands are actually man-made. Isn't that crazy, guys? So the locals that actually live on those islands, so from what I read, they actually just repair the reeds every six months. And that's Mm -hmm. how they live on them. It just hasn't changed since they first built them. And originally, supposedly the local made those islands was to avoid like hostile invaders. So instead of having to continue to run away, they would just float away. So that's pretty cool. Pretty smart. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. After, I don't know why I'm so winded. All right. So now <laughs> to the mystery. Excuse my history that like blew me away. Whew. All right, guys, go ahead. Take it away, please. Okay, guys. So now we're going to go into ancient mythology of the region. So Lake Titicaca played an important role as the place where gods met, delivered punishments, and legendary characters originated. Thus, its waters seem to have magical connotations. So we're really excited to discuss the magical connotations. But first, we need to discuss... Yes, mystery. Give us mystery. The Lake Titicaca's origin story. So it is said that the main inhabitants of Lake Titicaca are from Puno. According to legend, before the Lake Titicaca existed, this area was a fertile valley. So imagine no lake, just a valley that was green, beautiful, and could produce food and housing. Citizens were happy with what the gods gave them. Um, The gods were called the Apus gods, so the Apus god, A-P-U-S gods of the mountain, which protected them, and they did not know. So these inhabitants... They were protected by these gods and they did not know negative okay. feelings like hatred or ambition. I put a question mark next Ew, to ambition. Sounds so I'm like, so I mean, I'm just guessing they lived in harmony all the time and didn't need for more. I don't know. The Garden of Eden. Okay. Kind of. That's kind of like what I, I kind of leaned into. So these gods gave the citizens complete freedom to do whatever they wanted. The only thing they asked them was that they were forbidden to climb to the top of the mountain where there was a bonfire with sacred fire. So they were able to live in harmony for many years, but there was an evil spirit that lived in an area and was envious about how happy they lived. And in being envious, he tempted them enough that it stirred their curiosity that the citizens did decide to go up the mountain and try to fetch the fire, to go see the sacred fire. So this evil spirit did everything in their power to make humans disobey their gods and follow the path of curiosity. With the manipulation of the evil spirit, humans fell tempted to climb the mountain, which they did, and did discover the secrets that awaited them. And what awaited them? <laughs> I'm sorry, suspense. Oh my god, suspense. I look I look like a crazy person. I just saw myself in the Zoom call. My hair is like so uh, close to the camera. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so the gods were furious at the humans and they stopped them midway and sent hundreds of pumas, which devoured the citizens of the valley. Ruthless. Yeah. Seeing this terrible oh, image, Inti, the god of the sun, shuddered and began to cry to such an extent that the valley that the valley these humans lived was completely flooded with tears. That's so sad when I read that. Damn. So the sun <laughs> god that is yeah, the sun god that's super hot in the sky that's never supposed to burn out started crying water. Whoa. That's emotions. Okay. <laughs> the population was exterminated all besides a man and a woman who were on a reed boat and managed to save themselves. Just the themselves? Fertile Valley. Yeah, just themselves. The Fertile Valley was now a lake. And then the Pumas became rocks. Now this place is known for its incredible islands and sand and for being the highest navigable lake in the world. So, I mean, that's a very interesting origin story, I guess, on how this all began. I don't know how much truth there is behind it, but now to debunk that story and see how logically Lake Titicaca was made. So Lake Titicaca <laughs> is a geological wonder formed during the pre-ice age about 60 million years ago. The lake was formed when massive earthquakes shook the Andes Mountains, splitting the range in two and forming a hollow that eventually got filled with water from the melting glaciers, creating bodies of water and ultimately rivers and the immense Lake Titicaca, which we know now. So similar to what Melody said in the beginning, that there was an earthquake mm-hmm. and that's what caused a valley to split and what caused the lake to happen. Yeah. Um, so really quickly before we go into a little bit more mystery, other cultures did live in Lake Titicaca prior to the arrival of the Incas. In 2000, yes. a team of international archaeologists and divers found the ruins of an underwater temple thought to be between 1,000 and 1,500 years old, most likely built by the Tiwanaka people. The ruins have been measured to be 200 to 50 meters, so 666, 660 by 160 feet. The temple was accompanied by a village, some rocks, terraces for oh farming. God and retaining wall that ran for 800 meters. So obviously this was a valley back in the day or this, you know, there was no water and people lived there, people resided there. And this temple that is underneath the Titicaca is proof of that. So you can imagine how old this temple is. And there was a wall and on top of the wall was the fire and then the tears. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm putting it together, guys. Putting it all together. Mm -hmm. No, so right now we're going to move forward and we're going to discuss the floating islands. Okay, (laughs) so the current local population, we can edit all this. Absolutely. The current current local population is the Euros people who have populated this territory for hundreds of years. The Euros people come from the Aymara and and the Quechua populations and they speak the ancient language of Aymara. Oh, cool. These people that built their own. So they're known for people that build their own islands. They're called the floating islands, which are small man-made islands constructed by the Uros, people from layers of cut. This called Totora, a thick, buoyant reed that grows abundantly in the shallows of Lake Titicaca. The Euros, has, the Euros harvest the reeds that naturally grow on the lake's banks to make the islands by continuously adding reeds to the surface. So you can, when, if you watch a YouTube video, which we will link, 
it's it's just like you know like a sandwich <laughs> like they just tighten these reeds so tight that water can't get through them and that's how they mm-hmm. just build on build on top of it on top of it on top of it and that's how these islands are buoyant enough to hold x amount of people with their little homes there they yeah. have like it's amazing they have they have solar power there to power up some of the things that they need there they have a radio station so all of these islands are connected right with more reed and they're all connected they're about 70 man-made islands and they're all interconnected and in the middle is a radio station i don't know what the radio station is i didn't check but <laughs> they they say what they say through there no pumas um, station mm-hmm. <laughs> So according to legend, the Uri people originated in the Amazon, like Valerie said, and migrated to the area of like Titicaca in the pre-Columbian area, where they were oppressed by the local population and were unable to secure land of their own. So sad. They built the reed islands, which could be moved into deep water or to different parts of the lake as necessary for greater safety from their hostile neighbors on the island. So, I mean, they were resourceful. And, um, and they did what they needed to do. Right. So they say that, well, there's a way. Exactly. Um, so these little islands hold houses and supposedly the biggest one is half of a football field. Yeah. That's pretty big, right? That's that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, most, so it says that most of these islands are located near the middle of the lake. Um, from the shore. However, in 1986, after a major storm devastated the island, many euros rebuilt closer to the shore. As of 2011, about 1,200 euros lived on an archipelago of 60 artificial islands clustered in the western corner of the lake near Puno, Titicaca's major Peruvian port town. The islands have become one of Peru's tourist attractions, allowing the euros to supplement their hunting and fishing by conveying visitors to the island by motorboat and selling handcrafted items so um it's really interesting how they're surviving and how they're still able to keep their culture and you know profit off of them in order to stay to keep their culture alive um so i find that really beautiful and really interesting and would love to be to get to know a little bit more about that um and now we'll go a little bit more into mystery and discuss the mermaids mermaids of lake titicaca all right guys so at the lake apparently if you stare too long you're gonna start seeing some stuff Ooh. oh my god like in the lion king when you see your dad in the lake no uh, i don't i don't think no. so no <laughs> so How um, you guys are not like on my like level you guys don't remember anything from our school our catholic school you don't remember the scene in lion king like where were you 1995 guys okay i was one where were you grace 1995 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> do you remember lion king with us with i me? do I do remember seeing Lion King. I remember Simba goes to the lake and he's like, what do I do, dad? And then he sees within himself his dad. And then the monkey hits him on the head. Remember? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, I do. But well, anywho. Does this happen? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we need to go and experience that so we could say something related to that. I don't know. Well, if you're in the water for too long, you start to see mirages. So not only inside the water, uh, inside the water, over the water, you just start to see mirages. So 
apparently if you start like if you're on the water for too long by yourself you won't only start to see different things such as mermaids but you'll also start like hearing voices apparently um but voices I mean, and people dying from pumas um, maybe maybe they, they just said voices Voices um, people sacrificed in that lake we didn't go over that we have not yet but, but we will people that was that was pretty morbid maybe that's <laughs> what the sirens are guarding you know the treasures of the lake maybe we don't know, we don't know. but point is allegedly this popular legend um it was primarily kids that would see the mermaid so apparently she would grant your wishes kind of like a genie Mm -hmm. so little kids were always like wishing for like i guess stuff here and there and the adults were finding them like where did you find this toy or where did you find this thing the little kids would be like la sirena you know the mermaid Mm -hmm. and they're like start wishing for gold and silver so they're they're (laughs) trying to force the kids to to ask for that so she brings them gold and silver and the adults figure out, hey, why don't we just capture her? And she tells us where she's getting all this gold and silver. And we'll just go get it ourselves. Mm-hmm. No. So supposedly they set a trap for her, capture her, and they bring her out of the water. And as soon as they start interrogating her, she turns back into a woman. And then what happens? And then that's it. The legend just dies. They can't get any more gold. She doesn't know where the gold is. Boom. That's so interesting how she just became human and forgot everything. The Little Mermaid? Do you think that's where the Little Mermaid came from? That would be pretty pretty interesting. interesting. It's just like when when Beto said that, I was like, why does this sound familiar? (laughs) (laughs) The Little Mermaid. Where is Ursula? We have the same hair color. Where is she? Okay. That's a continue. (laughs) so i also found an article that said that they found a ruin that had the (laughs) little mermaid sculpture imprinted on it not the little mermaid Uh, a mermaid not (laughs) the little mermaid (laughs) a sirena a mermaid a sirena like carved into it um which i thought was pretty interesting i'm like what does that mean so i think that's where everything kind of like started to stir um there's also an island named island of sirenas and there's a hotel there called the sirenas um so i mean people that want to go explore a little more can go stay at that hotel called la sirenas Um, if this place was like underwater and it's a valley i wonder where they even got the idea of a sirena like did they even have that much water that they could be like curious about it like like how strange and I remember they only have two species of fish in the lake. So there couldn't have been something big in the water, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know. That's that's a mystery for one day for us to go ask. We need to take our grandmother to speak Quechua, though, because we really need a translator. Yeah. We Debunk will. that, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now we're talking about grandmother. <laughs> let's talk about some stuff that our grandmother good old mommy lourdes Uh oh mommy lourdes so when we originally decided to start investigating about lake titicaca we had all these ideas of all these mysteries that surrounded the lake but honestly we couldn't find we couldn't find any sources online but all of these stories were told to us when we were little and how the water is magical 
So leading on that, our grandmother would tell us that presidents would go, well, presidents now, well, all presidents of Peru would go to this lake and they Mm -hmm. would throw their most precious possession into the lake. And if they threw their most precious possession, they would end up being president of Peru. And supposedly it's like a custom of all the presidents of Peru to go to this lake and they're their most precious possession. I mean, I don't know how much truth there is behind this, but she told us this. What Would do you this seem like gold? Like silver? Whatever is your most precious possession. I was just like, I can't throw my dog in there. But <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, engagement oh. ring? Like, which one? <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, what is your most precious possession? I don't know. It's different for everybody. Yeah. Like, what's Sebastian's most precious possession? It would be his laptop, maybe? Yeah, yeah, probably. You know, like we all have what is considered precious in our own eyes. So, I mean, there's that one. Then we were also told that, so under Lake Titicaca, there's these ruins. And within those ruins, there are artifacts. So if you take an Mm -hmm. artifact from this ruin and take it back with you, you end up having bad luck or you end up dying. Wow. Yeah, so that was a little extreme. I mean, I don't, I couldn't find any sources on that. The source is Mami Lourdes. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> Mami Lourdes said it. So she said it. Yeah, and then the last one that I remember Mami Lourdes telling us about Lake Titicaca is that like santeros or curanderos would end up coming to the lake to re energize or perform certain rituals that they were planning on doing because the water was magical. So I heard on that as well. And then in addition to that, I mean, not now, I would think back in the day, we did hear that people, these Incas did sacrifice, did sacrifices within the Lake Titicaca. So they do have human remains down there um, because of these sacrifices that occurred. I'm not saying that these curanderos are sacrificing humans. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, I just reminded me of, you know, that portion that we had talked about so what do you think guys do you think if we go to like titicaca we could ask for a wish for a wish yeah but i like i said i don't know what i would i would put it, it like i remember i thought about this years ago and i got stressed out because i was like I, I can't get rid of that i all of a sudden i became <laughs> a hoarder i was just like i don't know what the most precious thing is i really don't i, I gotta keep everything i have is so valuable but uh, i really don't know i really don't know like Cause then I was just like, I was already dating Joss at the time, and I was just like, I can't throw her in the water, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just to get, like I was like, where's this going? Talk to her, Joss. Do you think? Just jump in there, I'll put a floaty on you, and then the wish is a wish that no conviene los dos. <laughs> it's like, a how does situation. That, like, how does that work for people that like? you find the most valuable thing like another person you know what i mean like does it have yeah. to be a thing? i guess it's supposed to be a thing right yeah it's supposed to be a thing so is the Not thing a, a person? person okay well i, I mean like I, an inanimate object right i don't know so the dog count or does it no no because i was just saying because i'm like it can't be a living thing right i don't just know like an, inanimate, an inanimate object I would hope so. I mean, I would hope people don't sacrifice an animal, but sure. I just feel like maybe like when this legend originated, there was also different things like 
maybe a knife, a hunting knife, you know, or a fishing rod or some, or like your favorite boat. Oh, cause like, that was like your source of food. Right. So yeah, maybe I'm just being like immature about it, but I'm like, yeah, you could kind of just make another one of those. Whereas I'm just like, I don't want to pay for another cell phone. I can't make another cell phone. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. maybe I'm being stupid, but like, I, I feel like it's a little different now because we don't make our own stuff. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't think the mermaids would be happy with an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. So wait, what would you, you guys say is like, what would you guys throw into the lake? I would not want to participate with <laughs> the little mermaid. No, because the little, it's not the little mermaid. It's Ursula down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't know. I would love to. I was curious about like scuba diving, but it's so high in altitude. You have to be like high altitude certified to dive because it's not just regular scuba diving, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, like I thought that was because that's a thought that came into mind about scuba diving. And I wonder if now they have those glass bottom boats. Ooh. you know here in san francisco you can go in like these bo- these boats that are like see-through at the bottom and you can right. see like the reefs mm-hmm. i wonder yeah. how crystal clear the water is at this lake i mean i don't know i didn't look that clear well but, um, that actually kind of leads me into something so uh-huh. uh unfortunately lake titicaca has become super polluted oh no so Right now, the lake is littered with dead frogs, discarded paint buckets, and bags of soggy trash. Um, Yeah, less visible threats look in the water itself, such as like lead and mercury. I guess this is affecting the lake completely and all citizens around it. So it's untreated sewage water drains from nearly two dozen nearby cities and illegal gold mines high in the Andes. Uh, Up to 15 tons of mercury are dumped into the rivers leading into the lake. So it's unfortunate, Whoa. but that's happening. Um, so it appears to be like a mining issue, but there's also a tourist issue. So many of the 400,000 tourists who visit Lake Titicaca from Peru each year stop first in this town is called Juliaca, a town that produces 200 tons of trash daily. Much wow. of it winding up in the river that has turned into a convoyer belt for waste heading into the lake. So things in the lake right now are hypodermic needles, tires, old shoes, used diapers that are scattered among the potato fields that line the giant lake shores. That is so sad. Thankfully, in 2016, the government of Peru and Bolivia signed a pact that they would spend, it said spend more than 500 million to attack the problem. Um, A year later, the president at that time, Pedro, Pedro Pablo, oh, that's an interesting last name. It's like, Kuczynski? Kuczynski, yeah. Yeah. Um, pledged to construct a treatment plan uh, around the lake, putting the cost at $437 million. So they, his phrase was, so the most beautiful lake in the world is now the cleanest lake in the world. Oh, I'm glad. Um, they took action. So I'm, I'm sure they're still getting after it. It's only been like three or four years. Mm-hmm. And that's um, a whole structural problem, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hopefully it gets cleaned up. I know it's selfish, but I'm like, hopefully it's clean by the time we go, you know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe well, we should I'm, also help clean up while we're there if we're being tourists. Yeah, but I think maybe it has kind of self-cleaned itself because tourism has stopped significantly around those areas because of COVID. So maybe yeah. it just self-cleaned. Oh, that's true. It's just, it's or at least a, it helped. 
it's such a dual-edged sword especially because it's just like what's the point of tourism when there's gold mines that are polluting it mm, and those you know? are the rich people yeah yeah so it's just i don't know mm. we'll see where those politics lead yeah it's unfortunate go. but what about the sirenas come on think about the sirenas they all died if that is <laughs> lit and mercury in there they're probably dead uh-huh. we have to talk about the sacrifices that happened at the bottom of the lake um for more mystery from mr history mystery Uh, so real quick just to mention it apparently we're gonna link this in the bottom below but the if you go to the bottom at this time in the year 2000 i think mel mentioned earlier there was that expedition team and they went to the bottom and they actually managed to find like a stone box and i don't know how they smoothed it down completely so you could put something in it and they found Mm -hmm. a little llama and a piece of sheet gold and it was perfectly preserved Um, and i guess like i don't know how he tied it but it was stone he concaved it and it was like a little hole and it was another stone cap on top of it so it was perfectly preserved um and then they started looking more around this area and i guess they found like i don't know if it was blood stains but they found proof that um, there was children being sacrificed in this lake so there has to have been like they don't know exactly the primary reason why there's so many valuable things at the bottom of the lake but it seemed like things that people really cherished so sometimes they would find like like toys like that were carved out during their like you know a thousand plus years ago um where people would be like why would anyone throw this out at that time Mm -hmm. so this only fuels like the whole wishing thing a little bit more yeah Mm -hmm. um but i just thought it was interesting they were they believed in it so much children were being killed you know yeah that's true that is very Uh, true and sad super kind of scary super scary i wouldn't want to be a child during that time no no or a virgin i feel like they always got killed (laughs) (laughs) come on in every story i'm not gonna be that (laughs) in every story it's always like we need a virgin or like some young ass child and it's it's usually both you know so they're like oh young ass child is always a virgin so kill the kill the kid Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's true Well, guys, that is our story of Lake Titicaca. And hopefully by the time we do go to Lake Titicaca, we have a wish in mind and our most precious possession to sacrifice. We will let you know what it is when we get there, when we do travel. Or we don't. Or we don't. No, we need to go to Lake Titicaca. Maybe we don't ask for a wish. But we're going. I don't don't want to sacrifice anything. I like my things. Well then, Beto and I will sacrifice something. I will. Let yeah, you I gotta write. figure it out. Like I want. I don't know yet. Yeah. 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 This is gonna take some more time. I don't know what it would. Oh my be. god, guys! Don't you guys dare sacrifice me? Because I said I don't <laughs> want to sacrifice <laughs> Yes, Mel, you're my most valuable so possession. Rude. So conceited. <laughs> oh goodness, Mel, it's too funny. Now that that's out there. Good night. <laughs> okay, everyone. We'll see you guys next week, and. We should have an episode for Thanksgiving, but if not, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your feast with your family. Have great, delicious tamales, pozole, frijoles, platano frito. Oh my God, I'm going to go hungry. Oh, casa, Yeah, eat all the good stuff. Eat all the no, delicious no. cake. Arroz um. chaufa. 
Tallarines verdes. I'm hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys soon. Hope you like the show. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Picarones. Bye, guys. Bye.